0: If you want to know the secrets of Hollywood, you don't necessarily need Cosmopolitan. Tune on the radio and listen to Gossip, the program about celebrities. Every Tuesday from 17 to 18 on MUSTAL FM 89.6.
1: Hello, dear listeners. This is Tuesday and this is Gossip Program today in the studio. It's Sasha and... Anna.
2: And that's the first time we record together, right? Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> what do you feel about it? <laughs> it's kind of odd that we haven't recorded
1: yeah, though. in all this
2: time. I mean, I'm, I've been here since three months now, so... Mm-hmm. It's a bit weird, <laughs> but now it's finally
1: the time with our favorite program, gossip, right? Yeah, that's true. That's our favorite program ever. We like this program because it's very light, and we always discuss some interesting topics about celebrities. Mm-hmm. But today we prepared for you, dear listeners, the topic that is not that easy, right?
2: No, it's kind of dark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and not so light.
1: Yeah, so we are going to talk about depression. And celebrities who were going through depression, about those who could overcome it and those who could not.
2: Yeah, actually a lot of cases. Like when I start researching, there are so many celebrities that struggled with depression or mental health issues. And of course, substance abuse. But I guess that's another topic. Mm. A lot of famous people were also drug addicts at some point in their life, right?
1: Yeah, or alcohol addicts. Actually, it makes me think if it's connected, (laughs) (laughs) but I think we will discuss it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. So is there some specific case you would like to
1: start with? Actually, I remember when we just started mm, this experience Mm -hmm. here. One of the first program, Gossip, we recorded together in March. It was about some deaths of celebrities and specifically the case that happened to keith flint from prodigy Mm -hmm. because as you know he committed suicide and that was shocking because he's an icon for so many people Mm -hmm. we know him for many years so it's always shock for the audience when someone passes away by that time when we started to discuss this case of him. Another case came to my mind and maybe I'd like to start with that. Mm -hmm. And it's very important issue because the death of Chester Bennington who is leader of Linkin Park
2: yeah yeah
1: was very shocking as well and it happened in
2: I think it was in 2017
1: in, or 2018 yeah. in summer 2017 yeah it was summer 2017
2: mm-hmm, yeah do you
1: like Linkin Park
2: to be honest i was never the biggest fan of Linkin Park but i do appreciate the fact that they've done so much for you know new metal and this kind of genre and a lot of people really like them and i actually saw them live in that year before he died oh, really yeah
1: uh in germany
2: yeah in germany at some festival Oh wow! I was very close before like in summer 2017 mm-hmm. i saw him live
1: so i think you can agree with me that by their music you can guess that it's very depressed and the lyrics are very deep and dark and I
2: yeah it's the not the happiest of all musics
1: Yeah, it's like the musician takes all the feelings from the very bottom of his soul and Mm -hmm. brings it up to the table, you know, and creates this kind of music.
2: He was kind of outspoken about his mental health issues. Mm -hmm. I think he's talked about it in some interviews. So it wasn't like a secret.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. And uh, if I remember right, in one interview, he said that there was that dark moment in his life when only his dogs, the fact that, He had these dogs, and these dogs supported him, you know, saved him from death, from committing suicide. Oh,
2: okay. (coughs) But I mean, he also had kids. I think even
1: a lot of them, right? <laughs> I don't know why, but people who are depressed sometimes they want to run away from their mm-hmm. family life that seems to be a happy family life, right? Yeah. Just maybe not to put any pressure on the relatives or, you know, to be someone whom they have to take care of. Mm-hmm. So maybe in this case, pets, they don't demand <laughs> and you don't feel like they could demand and actually yeah. they can give a good support.
2: Yeah, that's maybe true, yes.
1: There is actually even a therapy with the dogs. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> some some specialists, they try to deal with depression using this dog therapy, I think, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> good to know, I guess, never heard of it. Yeah, but I think it's quite interesting because Linkin Park is in this kind of music genre where it's quite openly talked about mental health issues and depression and Mm -hmm. suicidal thoughts and also like amongst the fans it's you know it's the emo scene yeah more or less (laughs) so it's part of the scene as well Mm -hmm. and I mean he didn't have to hide it but it still wasn't enough for him to keep him alive the fact that he could be kind of open about it because I think there's still so much pressure
1: Mm. but I think that the problem is that sometimes people could think that they just use this topic of depression and like dark thoughts, because that is their music. Mm-hmm. I don't know, people could judge like, yeah, but that's a tool, not a real thing. What do you think?
2: I wouldn't say that ever. Because <laughs> I think if you write these lyrics and you make this music and that's what you stand for... I don't know. I have this belief in rock music (laughs) that it's more authentic (laughs) than maybe pop. So (laughs) I don't have this judgment, but it could be true, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely is true that most of the songs deal with depression and like bad thoughts. Mm -hmm. that is what sells in this audience so i guess it's also part of the marketing strategy maybe Mm -hmm. but not entirely i guess but you wanted to tell me something about this hashtag that got public after his death right so maybe Mm -hmm. we can talk about that after some music yeah
0: if you want to know the secrets of hollywood you don't necessarily need cosmopolitan Turn on the radio and listen to Gossip, the program about celebrities. Every Tuesday from 17 to 18 on Mustafa 89.6.
2: So we're back in the studio at the Gossip Program talking about fame and depression. And we were talking about the sad case of Chester Bennington, who didn't win the battle against depression, so to say, because he took his own life in summer 2017. And Sasha wanted to tell me something about a certain hashtag that got public after his death.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to talk about it because thanks to that hashtag, now we can see many different stories about depression. Mm -hmm. But to start from the beginning, well, after the death of Chester Bennington, his wife, Talinda Bennington, posted a video of him that she filmed just, I don't know, a couple of hours before his death. Oh, wow. And on that video, he is smiling and laughing and he spends time with his children. Mm-hmm. He looks happy yeah you cannot tell by that video that this person is deeply depressed and he's going to commit a suicide in few hours oh know. wow and she wanted to show that depression doesn't have a certain face you cannot tell by the face of the mm-hmm. person that he's depressed that how hashtag face of depression was created And now if you check this hashtag on Instagram or Twitter, Mm -hmm. you will find a lot of stories of people who are going through depression. I think that it's very, very, very important because sometimes you should just know that you're not alone in this situation, that there are many people who are going through the same, right?
2: And it helps to break the stigma of depression. And this is something I feel like, A lot of celebrities do who struggle with depression or other mental health issues because they have this, you know, public responsibility in a sense. And they are role models and they have a bigger influence than maybe ordinary people, so to say. And so they can use their voice to break the stigma, which is good, actually. So they can use this illness to make something better out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, do you know Cara Delevingne? The yeah, model. of course, yeah. She also struggled with depression and also ADHD. Mm-hmm. And she's also quite outspoken about it. And she gave a very long interview about it. And she gives all the facts and details about her personal struggle, more or less. And she wants to help girls and boys and, who are young who go through this
1: mm-hmm. by being
2: open about it. And I think that's very, a very good thing to do.
1: I also think that you should be a very strong person to talk about that, especially if you're a celebrity, because sometimes... I'm pretty sure it's difficult to admit to yourself that you are going through depression Mm -hmm. because in a way it means that you have to say that you are kind of weak, you are sick and you cannot deal with this by yourself.
2: Yeah, it's true.
1: Because I know that many people could suffer from depression for many, many years before they actually decide to go to therapist.
2: Yeah, and that is like one step. And to talk about it in front of <laughs> millions of people mm-hmm. is a very huge decision to take. Yeah. And especially if you're not mentally stable, yeah. it could be maybe you know not so good for your mental health in the long run or something. But I think at some point people cannot live this lie anymore they cannot make up this perfect life also now you have to be very active on social media all the time as a celebrity Mm -hmm. you are very close to your fans in a way you know you see all the comments and all so I feel like they have this responsibility to be or they want to be more open about it at some point because you cannot fake it all the time it's probably quite
1: exhausting yeah but also there is another thing that comes to my mind like social media and you are always presented on social media Mm -hmm. actually social media creates these fake life yeah just the life of a successful person mm-hmm. and everything's fine yeah it should be very brave to show that you're going through very deep and dark period of your life yeah and i think that these people they are brave
2: <laughs> yeah and it must be also somewhat ironic for them because you know a lot of people young girls get depressed or get anxiety and eating disorders because they, not entirely because of that, but also because they see all these perfect Instagram models and all, Mm -hmm. you know. And then if you're a celebrity yourself and present this kind of ideal on Instagram, Mm -hmm. you know that you contribute to girls suffering from that, maybe. Mm -hmm. So it must be quite ironic. You know, you cannot keep this up all the time, I think, Mm -hmm. if you struggle with it yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I've got a question for you. You said previously, so that depression is stigmatized Mm -hmm. and I do agree, but what's about that in Germany? What is the opinion of the majority of people about depression? Does it exist or it doesn't exist? Or I don't know, can you take a sick leave because of depression?
2: Oh, it's definitely, I think, not as stigmatized as maybe in other countries. In the young generation, I think you speak very openly about it. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of, you approach it more in a, like a medicine way. I don't know, like, go to the therapist and all but it's not talked about too much but it's also nothing to be entirely shamed of and to be hidden mm-hmm. but also the stigma isn't completely broken that i wouldn't say but i guess it's okay i don't know in russia maybe it's different
1: oh yeah it's very different because i think that in russia and i told about this in other programs but in russia this problem is very stigmatized and there is no such thing as depression because depression means that i mean in public opinion Mm -hmm. it means that you are too lazy to be strong to fight against the difficulties you can Uh, face during your day-to-day life and i cannot imagine that you can go to therapist and uh, take a sick leave because of depression for example because i know that during depression people sometimes they cannot work i mean they cannot even wake up in the morning it's fight against even like taking
2: a shower is like such a big thing to do that they cannot do it they cannot bring themselves to do it so i guess for a celebrity whose life is completely in the public it's very hard to take a sick leave without people making up assumptions
1: for sure for example musicians they have to go on tours mm-hmm. and uh, be there in front of uh, so many people but if one day they just disappear yeah, it's,
2: they have to tell them to defend something they yeah. have to explain it in some form
1: and another thing is that, again, the media, I'm talking about that low quality mm-hmm. media about celebrities, they use it just to create more rumors about yeah, people. Yeah, definitely. And I think that it could hurt these people oh, much more. A lot. So they are under pressure. Yeah, all the definitely.
2: Time. So we talked about musicians and we talked about models. You wanted to talk about comedians, right? Uh, yeah. And I think that's a quite an interesting example. So let's, let's do see. that after some music. Yeah.
0: If you want to know the secrets of Hollywood, you don't necessarily need Cosmopolitan. Turn on the radio and listen to Gossip, the program about celebrities. Every Tuesday from 17 to 18 on Mustang FM 89.6.
2: We are back at the gossip program at Mustad of M and we are talking about fame and depression and now we have an example for you guys that is to me quite surprising in a sense that it's, yeah, it's very big surprise to hear that comedians suffer from depression because they seem to be so happy and funny and laugh so much and make people laugh which makes them happy But then they also struggle with depression, which is totally different from their stage character, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And um, do you want me to start with uh, good examples or very sad example? (laughs) Maybe start with a good one. (laughs) With a good? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, it was a huge surprise when I found out that Jim Carrey Mm
2: -hmm. went
1: through depression. Oh, really? Yeah, because for me, he was always... um, a comedian, uh, comedy actor. Mm-hmm. And we know him for many roles in different, sometimes ridiculous comedies. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't know about him depression back then. But uh, once I saw him in the movie uh, by Michel Gondry, uh, it's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless oh, yeah. Mind. Do you mm-hmm. know that? Yeah, I know. It. So I was so very surprised by him in this film Mm -hmm. because he never smiles Mm -hmm. apart from maybe two scenes Mm -hmm. but even that smile was quite sad. Yeah. And he's very depressed in this film. And I was like, oh come on, but he's a comedy Mm actor. How can he change that drastically, you know? Yeah. And then I learned about the fact that he was going through depression and he consumed Prozac. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: he actually admitted that it helped him, yeah. but he had to stop it because you cannot be... You cannot consume drugs, uh, not drugs, consume... Medication. Medication for the all of your life. Yeah. And he also says that sometimes it was very difficult for him just to... To stand up from the bed in the morning.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think the medications kind of numb you. Mm. Like Cara Delevingne, for example, explained that she stopped taking medication and it really like brought back her sense of happiness and feelings. Mm-hmm. And for maybe for a s- short period of time, it's okay to take these medications. And I cannot yeah, I judge so. for everyone, but I think. Sometimes that can be quite numbing.
1: Yeah, I think that <coughs> this is the case when you should really work together with your therapist mm-hmm. and follow the advices uh, he or she gives you. Yeah, and be very <coughs> be very conscious about what you are doing because um, it could help you medis- medications, but you have to learn how to get back to your life you know yeah definitely (laughs) but I've got another example for you and it's also about a very uh, famous person Mm -hmm. she used to be a stand-up comedy Mm -hmm. comedian she used to be a stand-up comedian back then and her name is Ellen DeGeneres oh wow really And she's uh, really famous, yes, yeah, now she is. But yeah, she was. She had that very successful stand-up comedy show. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, sh- after um, and then, after her coming out, because she said loudly that she's a lesbian, mm-hmm. uh, she said that she went she was going through a very deep depression because she lost her job she was the one who uh the people just discussed her in a way it was a very difficult period for her
2: oh yeah yeah so that made her depressed
1: yeah it made her depressed and um, you know but <coughs> <coughs> but i like that we can see a happy end in this story because now we can See her with a very successful TV show. Oh yes, with uh, her partner, and just happy. I'm mm-hmm. I'm so happy when I can learn the stories like that. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's true. But you also have sad examples. You said.
1: Yeah, that's true. There mm-hmm. is another example, and I would say that this example is the most shocking for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. He is a very famous actor. Yeah. And yeah, he's a comedy actor. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know him from the very childhood and he always has had this, you know, smiley face and kind character in his movies. But in August... And on 11th of August 2014, he committed suicide. It was shocking, really, because in this case, you couldn't even imagine that a person like that, who is not that young, let's say, uh, who is well-known for comedy, Mm -hmm. uh, for his career in comedy, and suddenly, out of nowhere, a person from your childhood committed suicide. Wow.
2: True. Yeah, that must have been shocking.
1: And just after his death, we could find out that he suffered from depression, anxiety, and uh, also paranoia. Mm -hmm. Because as we know now, he had diffuse levy body dementia. It's a um, difficult disease that contains of, it also includes like, Parkinson's parkinson mm-hmm. disease oh okay and this levy body disease so there are some changes in brain mm-hmm. and <coughs> though he could live with that he couldn't continue his um, work you know and once he was told by someone that okay you should maybe return to stand-up comedy doing your show again and he answered like no I will never be as funny as I was I can never be mm, I can never joke again
2: oh wow that is really sad (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no (laughs) Um, and I guess we have more sad stuff (laughs) coming for you guys after some music (laughs) oh <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, man
1: it's nothing to much. about know, because it's so yeah um. it's kind of depressing i'd say yeah. okay. <laughs> Fuck. okay two parts left <coughs> okay uh but you have someone else
2: right yeah i have uh one yeah i could because she's like a child star so maybe that is interesting to talk about Oh, people you like who it?
1: grow up in yeah and I can add something about John Rowling actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she was also Okay. Okay.
0: If you wanna know the secrets of Hollywood, you don't necessarily need Cosmopolitan. Turn on the radio and listen to Gossip, the program about celebrities. Every Tuesday from 17 to 18
2: on mustafa 89.6. Welcome back to the studio listening to Gossip with Sasha and Anna talking about depression and fame.
1: I hope you are not depressed. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's kind of sad
1: today. We're sorry. Yeah. But it's
2: important to talk
1: about it and yeah, to break the course. stigma. I
2: think it's really important.
1: That's why we are doing it.
2: And one person who's also very open about her depression and struggle with also bulimia, and I think she even has bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. is well. one actor and singer I basically grew up listening and watching her, and it's Demi Lovato. I don't know if you know her, she's like in this Disney scene with Miley Cyrus and Selena Gomez, these kind of actors and singers.
1: Uh, I'm from another generation, but I heard about her.
2: Yeah, I mean, I basically grew up listening to Miley Cyrus and watching Camp Rock, which uh, Demi Lovato uh, got famous for. Mm -hmm. And I was very shocked because last summer, I think it was last summer, She ended up in a hospital because of a heroin overdoses. Oh, wow.
1: And How old is she?
2: She's now, I think, 26.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: So that was quite shocking for me. Wow. And I knew I kind of, because I, you know, at some point I didn't listen to this music anymore. So I didn't know what was up with those people. But I knew that she had like problems with cell harm, and she was in the clinic before. Mm. and she was sober for six years and then she took heroin and had this overdoses and ended up in the hospital. Wow. And I watched this documentary about her and she, you know she really struggled when she got very famous and drank a lot and took a lot of cocaine and all those drugs and she, You know, she had depression, so it was very hard for her. And she was this role model because these Disney girl stars are always kind of the role model
1: for the audience. Mm -hmm. And especially want to underline for young people, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. So it must have been hard for her. And also, I guess the system of like management and all could be quite Mm -hmm. pressuring in this agencies because they really want to make a lot of money off these young girls mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm. i have my doubts about how mm-hmm. ethically right all of this is so i think it's very hard to grow up in this surrounding we can see that in a lot of like child stars that they end up being depressed or drug addicts or yeah, something
1: like for example britney spears uh, oh wow yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> good <laughs> example
1: just yeah I remember what happened to her she was suffering she, she was a,
2: yeah, a mess at the end mm-hmm. or lindsay lohan
1: yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: we do have a lot of examples here. So, and I mean, puberty was like hell. So, imagine having that in like the spotlight, being 14 and famous when yeah. you're so insecure and so easily influenced.
1: Uh, yeah and so fragile i would Mm -hmm. say because you uh, you still have to learn a lot of things about yourself right
2: yeah (coughs) and they have this huge responsibility because they have this huge audience and they're so young they're basically children
1: yeah and (laughs) their audience it's people who are even younger and actually you are kind of feeling responsibility about these people right yeah i cannot even imagine so you think about these people that at first sight they are young but already they are so rich and famous so they got everything they could but actually you cannot know what's going on inside them in their souls and hearts and brain because let's say that depression is a disease that starts in your brain because it's actually chemical
2: yeah it's a disease in your brain it's like how your brain works it's brain chemistry in the end
1: yeah brain chemistry because it's not like yeah i feel sad today okay i'm depressed no No. no,
2: it's a a disease
1: it's a disease with a lot of symptoms and uh, consequences
2: yeah definitely
1: worse of these consequences is suicide so
2: yeah i guess so um and i think if you're in this age and you're famous you get very used to being dependent on external validation and attention
1: Mm -hmm. and you
2: get all this validation and attention that like every 14 year old probably seeks a lot of attention and wants to have this Mm -hmm. external validation but you don't really get it in that age usually
0: Mm -hmm. but if you're
2: that famous you get used to it And I think they really depend on it for their happiness, in a sense. And it's probably really hard if they grow older and maybe are not as famous anymore, for example, Mm -hmm. to recover from that. For example, Miguel, our Spanish colleague, told me an example of a Spanish boy who got very famous because he could sing very well, but he was like a small boy, so he had this very high voice. Mm -hmm. And obviously, as he grew older, his voice changed and nobody was interested in him anymore. Mm -hmm. And now he's like doing cocaine and is in a really bad state.
1: Wow. So
2: that's kind of cruel. And I mean, it's obvious that this will happen.
1: But there is another example that comes to my mind. It's Macaulay Culkin. It
2: doesn't ring any bells. It's
1: the guy who played in...
2: Uh, and Kevin Alone at Home or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Ah, yeah. yeah of course. Yeah, because he's also that child star. Mm-hmm. And then he had some bad experiences, yeah. you know.
2: And so we can see definitely like a pattern
1: here. Yeah. And I
2: think it's often also, I mean, the parents are usually, I think, maybe those kind of parents that really want their kids to be famous. You have this <laughs> culture in America of bringing your daughters to these beauty contests and all of this stuff and trying oh to God. make them famous. <laughs> and I think it's kind of crazy. It
1: and it is. cannot be healthy. But actually, the only thing that your child needs, in my opinion, is a good childhood. Yeah. <laughs> and if you force your child to work for future, or I don't know if maybe it's just about your own ambitions, not about the the desires of your child, right?
2: Yeah. And, you know, the, the problem here is I think they have the stolen childhood and all these problems. But I guess people will always tell them to be grateful because they have it all right. They have money, they have fame, and then they feel extra guilty for being depressed and oh, having mental health that's issues. That's a good
1: point, yeah.
2: I think it adds up.
1: I think that uh, there is that kind of loop mm-hmm. of depression.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's true. But maybe we can talk more about like the connection between fame and depression and how it's like, interlinked okay. About mm-hmm.
0: after the music. Yep. <laughs> if you want to know the secrets of Hollywood, you don't necessarily need Cosmopolitan. Turn on the radio and listen to Gossip, the program about celebrities. Every Tuesday from 17 to 18 on Mustafa FM 89.6.
1: Welcome back, dear listeners, and we are moving to the end of this program because in this part we want to make some conclusions mm-hmm. about today's topic. Of depression but before you know that there, there is a thought that came to my mind because you were talking about child starts mm-hmm. and uh, i know another example it's a writer and her name is john Rowling. oh yeah did you know that she was going through depression
2: yeah i did i knew that mm. she wrote harry potter when she was very depressed
1: right Yeah, and she was in Portugal. She was jobless, Mm -hmm. lone parent, going through divorce. And actually, writing was a tool for her to heal this pain. Yeah, I told you about this kind of animal therapy, but there is writing therapy ah. as well. So sometimes, even there are some, you know, tools on the internet and maybe some apps, sometimes if you feel very bad and you have some dark thoughts, it's a good thing to release it on the paper, to write about it.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. I can agree. That's yeah. what I do.
1: <laughs> it <laughs> helps a lot. Yeah, me too. Because actually, you don't even have to share it.
2: No, it's just for you.
1: Yeah, just to release it. You yeah, know. to
2: get rid of it. Because, because it doesn't take up so much mental space, right?
1: Yeah, and also uh, when it lives inside of you, it's kind of abstract, mm-hmm. but if you put it into words, it becomes more, you know, mater- physical. physical yes. Yeah, it's
2: true, because in your head it grows and grows and grows.
1: It helps you to understand. That's so, a good tip. And John Rowling started Harry Potter when she was depressed, and Dementors is her metaphor for depression. Ah, yeah, true. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's true.
1: Maybe she created these monsters and she described them so well because she knew what she was talking about. It's based on her personal experience, you know.
2: Yeah, and that is like... A very good example of somebody creating something out of their depression, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of people who are depressed are not able to do anything anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's a very it's a very rare thing for someone to be able to create something entirely important and new and good out of a sickness like this?
1: I think that it depends on the stage of depression Mm -hmm, you're going through. Because, you know, there is that stage uh, like severe depression Mm -hmm. and it comes along with uh, apathy and low Mm -hmm. level of energy so you cannot actually do anything and, well, it's an interesting topic for me so I try to understand it from a neurobiological Mm -hmm. point of view and there is that interesting scientist, his name is Robert Sapolsky and he studies depression as well as other um, sides of human being you know and he said that yeah it's another chemical reaction when you feel apathy and when person who is depressed is going through this stage with apathy he cannot actually do anything with himself but once a person starts to feel better and he gets rid of apathy that is the most dangerous period because he can actually commit suicide
2: ah okay That's interesting.
1: But maybe another thing, you can commit suicide or you can create something.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true.
1: So what, do you think? How? Well,
2: I think depression and fame or mental illness and fame is somewhat linked. Because if you look mm-hmm. back on like history of music, a lot of the very good musicians, I'd say, had some struggles with mental health, as well as maybe some artists. But and Club I do not. 27,
1: for example. <laughs> yeah, if you take it's true. Them, yeah, wow. it's true.
2: But I don't like this idea of you have to be sad to make good art. Because mm-hmm. I think that's not true. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to be sick in your head to be able to make good art maybe for some people they can draw some inspiration from these dark thoughts mm-hmm. and I actually read a study and um, that said that mania and depression is may link to fame because people who have like for example manic faces they are more likely to want to be famous and to believe that they can be famous and they set these very high irrational goals normal people wouldn't set mm-hmm. so it's actually kind of linked and I think that's an interesting Thought to keep in mind. Because if you go through manic episodes in your life, it's very common to have these big ideas and huge plans and being very energetic about it and wanting to do everything. And I, for some people, maybe it works.
1: I don't know. After the period of mania, there could be a period yeah. of depression, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So, actually, you should be very careful about it. But it's a very interesting thought, really. My personal opinion that it could be linked. Writers, poets, um, musicians, actors. There are many people with some mental diseases.
2: Yeah, and I think... For poets and artists and stuff, and also maybe musicians, but depends on the genre, mm-hmm. it's okay for them to be like that. People don't expect them to be happy.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: for these like child stars from like yeah. Disney, they have to present this happy life. I don't think it is maybe the fame that makes you depressed because I believe that there is something in your brain and maybe fame can be a factor that makes you mm-hmm. worse, definitely. Because I also think fame is quite lonely because you give maybe these huge concerts and all, but at the end you're alone in your hotel room and you have these extremes of being surrounded by people who admire you and then you're all alone in this room and yeah. have to think about it. And it's probably now,
1: quite hard. Now you're telling a story about Marilyn Monroe because she was a love of millions. Mm-hmm. And she was very successful, but she was so lonely and she didn't have that love that she needed. And we know the story.
2: Yeah, there's so many. There's so many stories. It's like a
1: never ending topic. Yeah,
2: and it will probably not end. But (laughs) I guess what is changing now is that people start to be open about it and break kind of the stigma, which also helps people who are not famous and suffer. And that is a very good thing.
1: Yeah, and I think that we contributed a little bit today, yeah, you know, discussing good. this topic. <laughs> so we did something good today.
2: Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I enjoy talking about it, even though it's kind of, you know, a hard topic. But yeah. I think it's very important to keep the discussion going.
1: Sure. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was very interesting. <laughs> so yeah, then we'll leave the listeners with that, <laughs> I guess. And have a good day. Even though we (laughs) kind
0: of ruined it now. (laughs) But try. (laughs) Yeah, try your best. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you, listeners. Meet you next Tuesday from 17 to 18 for the Gossip Program. Obviously on Moodstart FM 89.6.